When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to look at some ADP data, average draft positions heading into 2019 fantasy football. Let's go. Probably the number one player that fits the bill for this scenario is Antonio Brown, at least if we're talking second round or potentially top of the third. If you can walk out of your draft with him as your third drafted player, congratulations. You have probably the number one fantasy team in your draft if you did even remotely well at your other other draft slots. And let me explain why, because the, and probably the biggest problem and hang-up people have with their own strategies, their own thinking, their own drafting style, their own battles as an owner to make the right and wrong decisions and to know when to change directions, is people stick to their guns almost no matter what, when even logic, and it's clear that they have bias, but when logic doesn't feel like it's logic any longer. And what I mean by that is Antonio Brown is a top five wide receiver. And I think anybody here listening right now that doubts Antonio Brown in 2019 in the general sense can at least admit and be honest with themselves. So ask yourself this. Is he capable? I'm not saying he's a lock or for sure thing or somebody, somebody you bet on, but is he capable of top top five wide receiver numbers? Is he? The answer is probably a unanimous yes. If it's not then this probably isn't the show for you. You are so filled with bias, I don't think I can even help you if you can't at least admit that he has top five wide receiver upside, even if you feel like there's risk, too much risk than, than you are wanting to invest in. If you can't admit that, then I don't know that I can help you. So if you can admit that and get to that place with me, my next question is, are you paying top five wide receiver value? The answer to that is no. Are you paying even close to top five wide receiver value? The answer to that is probably no as well. Because if you're letting them fall into close to the 24, 25, 26 overall pick, or even the 20th, 19th, wherever he falls in that range, he's still great value no matter what. But when he falls in that range, you're talking about somebody that's borderline end of the wide receiver once and potentially in the beginning, depending on your draft style, your scoring, and if it's PPR, you might have a lot of wide receivers go in the top 15, top 20 overall, but you're talking about almost borderline elite wide receiver two value. There's no risk there. If he disappoints you, Antonio Brown rocks it in 2019 for you at the value and price that you paid. So, that's my number one guy in the top 25, him and Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell has climbed. I think that data is a lot of the drafts that took place prior to him landing with the New York Jets. So watch ADP data change as more data gets shoved in that is after that signing because I think his 1.10 ADP where he's kind of where he's kind of at right now, he climbed into the the top, uh, bottom of the first round. That I think with the realization that he's in New York, which a lot of people don't like, 
um, I think that's going to make him fall into the 2.01, 2.02, 2.03 range. Uh, I could be wrong. That's why it is uh, data that needs to be monitored because just because I think something doesn't mean the the mass public is going to agree. And so that's why even I can't predict where players are going to fall in ADP. I can give you a good guess. I'm, I've done it for so many years. I've been doing this for 15 years. I can pretty much guess where everybody's going to fall. But there's always 10, 15 big name guys that are higher or lower than I thought by two, three, four, five, six picks. Um, so it's very possible that I'm I'm off thinking that Le'Veon Bell is going to fall into the top of the second, but I think his landing spot is, is turning off enough people that that is a very, very uh, strong possibility. So he and Antonio Brown, ironic they were on the same team, ironic they're both top five wide receivers, are ironic that really neither one of them have shown decline, yet everybody's doubting them as they head to their new homes and play for their new teams without any real reason to say, hey, you know what, they dropped off, or hey, they got hurt. Yes, Le'Veon Bell held out for a year, but it's not like he was hurt. It's not like he's coming back in week four, and he's got a high chance of injury because he isn't ready or prepared. He's going to take a bunch of hits, and he's not in shape. He has an entire offseason to prepare. So Le'Veon Bell is not at a real disadvantage um, or somebody that's more likely to get hurt just because he held out a year. I don't think that's going to be the case because he has an entire offseason to, to prepare and get ready. These two players, guys, if you can get them in the second round, and, and imagine if you got Bell in the second, Brown in the third, and Kamara or Ezekiel Elliott in the first, you are sitting on a gold mine with your top three picks. And somehow you get Pat Mahomes in the fourth. Think about that roster. That is a winning roster right there. If anybody can field that roster, email me. Go to sleeperu.com. Click on my contact form, get on the forums, or go to youtube.com slash the fantasy football show, or find me on Instagram at the fantasy football show. Try and build that roster and come to me with a Camara or a Zeke Elliott in the first round. Uh, Le'Veon Bell somehow in the second, even if you got to move that second rounder up a touch. And if Antonio Brown fell to you in the third, I'm not saying you can for sure get that team. It depends, a lot depends on your league, how savvy your owners are. But I to give you an idea... Um, taking the temperature of my own forum, taking the temperature of my own Instagram following, I get mixed reactions when I say Antonio Brown is a top 15 overall player for sure, top 10 overall player in my book, but costs you a 15 to 20 overall pick. And I get half the people agree with me and I get half the people kind of disagree with me or at least like I'd say 40%. And then there's that 5 or 10% range of the doubters of that 50% that doubt it. There's 5 or 10 that absolutely like vomit with at the idea of taking Antonio Brown at all. And I occasionally get a comment like, I wouldn't take him in the third or fourth round. There are people out there that doubt him so much. It wouldn't be shocking to see Antonio Brown fall into the third round or the very, very top of the third round in some crazy draft. So I'm not saying it's going to be common. I'm not saying it's going to be very likely. I don't know what it's going to be like. We have to see how the ADP shakes out. And Oakland, the Oakland Raiders are not done yet. They still could could assemble a much better team than people are looking at right now on paper. They drafted DK Metcalf that will keep defenses honest, but he won't take enough away from Antonio Brown to ruin his value. Those kinds of moves can make Antonio Brown even more valuable. So keep an eye out for that and and just monitor his ADP. But going into auctions, 
So if you want to control your destiny, imagine imagine this team. If if Pat Mahomes has so much doubt because of the Tyreek Hill situation and the potential you know, suspension he could be looking at. So if Pat Mahomes' value is falling, or if you get a Baker Mayfield at that value that Pat Mahomes might be falling to, you get yourself a Camara, who I think is underrated and capable of being the 1.01 this year, but he costs a lot less than, let's say, Zeke and Barkley. Or not a lot less, but a significant amount when you're talking about running out of auction dollars by buying big-name players. So you get a Camara, you get a Le'Veon Bell, you get an Antonio Brown, and you get uh, Patrick Mahomes. Somebody go draft that team and come to me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show or my YouTube.com slash the Fantasy Football Show and tell me you ma- you made that team, you created that team. I want to know because that is, and then we're gonna follow it and see if that that team dominates your fantasy draft in your in your fantasy league in 2019. I'm I'm excited about that formula. I don't typically go into any drafts. Almost, I think I can say with confidence, I never lock myself into a plan of attack. But I would be tempted to lock myself into that strategy in an auction and and try and buy those exact four players and see how my team looks. Get a stable of, uh, especially if it's redraft, a stable of rookie running backs because rookie running backs are so cheap in redraft. And just get a running back store sitting there and waiting, get the James Connors of this year, the Jalen Samuels, if I can grab them, um, all those types of players. Tariq, Tariq Cohen was my on my top five bold predictions last year. Very, very late pick, and he was an awesome, awesome running back acquisition or ad for anybody that took that advice and stashed him and then used him and deployed him into their lineup because he was you know top 12 in a lot of formats. So those are the kind of running backs I love to land and pair with a with a four-headed monster like Mahomes, Kamara, Bell, and Antonio Brown. So try that approach. Learn ADPs. Look at players like James Conner and say, there's too much risk for him to be drafted at nine. I'm going to pass. I'd rather have a more safe player like Odell Beckham Jr. I'd rather have a safer player like DeAndre Hopkins, who either goes at number four or five, or he goes at eight, nine, or ten, which it's crazy to see him all over the map. I'd rather have guys like that. I'd rather have a call me crazy, but a Dalvin Cook at the bottom of the second round than a lot of players. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook over Thielen, who's going at 2.12 or 3.01. Rather have Dalvin Cook. I'd rather have David Johnson at uh, 2.12, but he's he's climbing up boards pretty fast. Um, I think he's his his last ADP was in like the two. Or the 2.01, 2.02 range is probably where he's been leveling off lately. And that's still good value because he has top five running back upside, but only costs you uh, almost a second drafted player type value. That's great. That's using ADP to your advantage. There's no risk in David Johnson in the second round, or I shouldn't say no risk. There's very limited risk compared to the upside for David Johnson in the second round. Same thing goes for Cook. Same thing goes for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Same thing goes for Antonio Brown. Those are four uh, sleeping big-name giants, if you will, embedded in that second round in 2019 that you shouldn't let all the other doubters out there influence you into avoiding. 
because slowly but surely their ADPs have fallen so far, no one's readjusting or recalibrating their risk versus reward. Everyone's hanging on to, oh, Antonio Brown, top five wide receiver? No, he's too risky. He drops to the seventh. He drops to the eighth. He drops to the ninth. He's at the bottom of the second, and no one's reevaluating that risk versus reward. They just continue down the path of Antonio Brown being risky because I've said it for months. I've thought it for months. I don't care if he keeps falling. At what point do you draw your line where Antonio Brown goes from being risky as a top five wide receiver, which he would be, but he's not being drafted there, to falling into the late second and having to reevaluate the fact that the guy can be a top five wide receiver, but you're not paying even close to that price tag. The same thing goes for all four of those guys. Know your ADPs, master your ADPs, and then what your job is as a fantasy football owner for the next two, three, four years, follow my advice, follow with, you know, be a part of the community and master your own skill of selecting the best players with the least amount of risk that have the most upside given that ADP data and where it's telling you you can get away with taking guys. That is your job. That's the only thing you have to master once you know and use ADP data effectively. You just have to figure out your own gut instinct. Once you do that, you're dominating fantasy leagues because you are using ADP data and you've honed in on your skill set. And boom, you are now a regular uh, person seated at the, the the fantasy fantasy football championship table each and every year in your fantasy football league. It's funny, the number one thing you have to do in fantasy football, really the only thing that you must do in order to succeed, it's a mandatory thing, is understand and use ADP average draft position data to your advantage. And use that data to avoid pitfalls and taking players too high when the average draft position is telling you that you should be waiting on a player. And it's funny because that, I mean, obviously you have to master the choices you make. And believing in a player here, believing in a player there based on their ADP and pitted against their ADP. You have to nail that stuff to win, of course. But you can't win. You cannot win if you don't know ADP data like the back of your hand going into your draft. You can use the rank, the pre-rank list that your league management site has. That is kind of close to ADP data. So you can use that if you're unfamiliar with the, the, the spots that players are going in, heading into your draft. That could be your saving grace. But knowing there's always four, five, six guys, maybe even 10, I'd say, that the the pre-rank list isn't doesn't have right. It either, either has them too high or it has them too low. And if you don't know what you're doing with that, you're either going to take somebody way too high and have a team that just looks a little light on the big name players. Or you're going to miss out on picking a player because you're relying on this ADP list or this rank list that the league management has And you're going to miss out on a guy that's 10, 11 spots down. And somebody else is going to be like, look, his ADP is right now. I don't know why ESPN or, you know, wherever you're drafting has him ranked this low, but I'm grabbing him. So don't always rely on that pre-rank list to, to tell you where to draft a guy because sometimes it's wrong. And a crafty owner isn't going to sit and wait until that guy floats to the very top of the pre-rank list. 
a crafty owner, a really good owner is going to say, look, I pressed my luck long enough. This is way past his ADP. I'm taking him. An example of that might be, uh, let's toss out uh, Jalen Samuels, for example. You know, he's going to go in a certain place in most drafts. And if the ADP rank list doesn't have him anywhere near like the top 20 that are next up according to that that pre-rank list in, let's say, ESPN's pre-rank dropdown, then a crafty owner is going to take him at a certain point. No one's just going to wait for him to be like the number one or two guy left on that rank list. So know your ADP data. Now, going back full circle to kind of what I wanted to talk about on this podcast, looking at some of the data right now, there are some players that stand out. And if you understand ADP data and you go into your draft really knowing when to capitalize on a guy that has a low ADP. So once you master where everybody's going, you memorize it or you know it off the top of your head from a bunch of mock drafts or you just look at it and have a pretty damn good memory going into your draft. The next key is how to draft and pit yourself against that data and get yourself in a position to have amazing players coming out of your draft that has have huge upside because of that average draft position and where you took the player and very low risk. You don't want to grab players that are at their peak, like a stock that is at its all-time high, and buy in on that stock and then have the stock drop. 